Hi, welcome to the shallow dive on the Dafyomi. I hope you enjoy. Let's start with Aleph and the Bays towards the bottom and two dots. The Lord of Isa Beratius Mishnah said that there is a restriction on how to convey teachings of Maisa Beratius. Normally in Talmud Torah, the more the merrier. I have a lot of Talmudim. Maisa Beratius is supposed to be restricted. Mishnah says, the log of Maisa Beratius Bishnayim. Rashi explains, Echad Vehu. Just one on one. What is Maisa Beratius? Raman, in Pirsha Mishnah, says, Lo, but my spiracious Bishnaim. The Kolshkain Shiloh Yosef. Certainly not more. Bamru, Kishana Yom Mushonim. The Gemara, as we'll see shortly, is going to Darshan from a Pasik. Yochid Shah, the Ainshnaim Shalim. One may ask, and not two. You don't have plural asking. The Rebbe should teach just one. It should be a one-on-one limp. Raman spoke about this in the introduction. This is because the masses are not able to understand these matters. Therefore, they're only given over from one to one. And they must be given over carefully because very few can actually assimilate what is being conveyed, can actually understand it. And when the fool hears it can destroy his faith in the sense that he will not have the correct belief. And he will think that the words that he's being taught of my Beratius are a stira, it's a conflict with the truth. And he's going to be confused. Vehemenus, but really they are true. So because these are very delicate matters that somebody who's not a chacham will have a hard time being able to understand them. It can either cause a rupture in their faith or the presumption that the words of Maestro Merkava 
sorry, of my subracious, are not true. So therefore, it must be given over from one to one. If not, for a general audience. In terms of the identity of my subracious, the Ramam says, Madea Teva, Vemechtar, Veracious Habria. He identifies my subracious as the knowledge of nature, science, and to the inquiry of the beginning of creation. Cosmogony in English. That is what Maisa Veracious is. Now, obviously, there are different ways to approach the inquiry. There are scientists that study cosmogony. Here we're talking about coming to it through the Torah. So it's not a science lesson in the sense of piecing together from various clues within creation, but from the blueprint of creation. It's another avenue of trying to comprehend the process of the Bria, the initial creation. The Meiri, in a similar vein, he says, the Inyan Maisabrashis, Vyadiyas Chachmas Hateva, the matter of my sabaracious is the knowledge of nature. And included within that is the knowledge of two worlds. Yesodos means the foundations, the world of foundations. Means astronomy, so to to convey the idea in a more modern framework, it would be physics and astronomy, including cosmogony. And again, this is not a warning against studying these things from a scientific perspective doesn't sound like that's the restriction being laid out over here, but when coming to it through the Torah, there's a greater danger of misinterpretation because science, after all, is filled with theory and tentative interpretations of realia. So in a sense, there's less of a risk that a person can misinterpret and have their beliefs corrupted or either to make the conclusion that what is being conveyed in my sabratius is in incorrect or their understanding of a Baruch is incorrect so it's a unique risk to approaching these facets of Chachma through the Torah itself. Menon 
How do we know that this is true? How do we know that one is restricted within the teachings of Maisa Bereshis? The Tanrabanan, as the sages taught, when shall be asked concerning the days of yore that were before you. Pasek, as the Rambam and Perish Mishnah we saw, pointed out, the drasha is one may ask and not two. Yachal Yishal Adam Kodem Shnevra Olam. I would think, perhaps, that a person would be able to ask about things concerning existence before the creation of the world. This same verse says, from the day that God created man on the earth. So, it doesn't mean before creation. Maybe if it means that the question is associated with the time from which God created man on the earth, so he can only make inquiry through the Torah from the time of Bria, which is a remarkable Havamina, that he's only allowed to inquire and delve into this from the sixth day of creation. What is the Havamina? You're not supposed to learn the first, the whole first part of Bereshis, Pashas Bereshis, the beginning from day one till Day six, to plead the Kahavamina. Obviously, it doesn't mean Imshat, but the Havamina is within the Tchum of Sod, the, the area of the secrets of the Torah, that, that that would not be given over to us. That's the Havamina. Tamalomar, the Yomim Rishonim Asheh The Pasik says, concerning the earlier days that were before you. That's the beginning part of the verse again. That you may ask for the days preceding you. Yomim Rishonim, the first days, presumably, at face value, it means the days of Sheshis Mebreshis. Rashi says, Talmud Lomar, Liyomim Rishonim, Miyom Rishon. Miyom Rishon. From the first day. Meaning, Rishonim, not in the sense of just the days that preceded you, within the days of creation, but specifically from the first day. Rishonim, from the first day. This is Rashi, Lashitaso. In Bereshis Aleph Yudalid, describing the creation of the stars, Vayomer Elohim, Vihi Ma'oros Birkiya Hashomayim, 
Rashi says, Miyom Rishon Nivru. Really, the stars were created from the first day. But they were fixed in the Rekia, in, in the firmament, in the heavens, from the fourth day. Now Rashi gives you a huge insight into the six days of creation. All the facets of Shemaim Ba'aretz, the heavens and the earth, they were all created from the first day. And the development from the first day is described through the subsequent days of creation. The rabbis told us Sam. As our rabbis told us out. The S is telling you with all of its outgrowths. So when it says Yomim Rishonim, Rashi says Miyom Rishon because that's really when everything was created. The actual burst of creation was on day one, and the development was in stages from there. So Yom Rishonim, they all are developments from Yom Rishon. Miyom Rishon, Rashi says. Yochel Yisha Adam Ma Hayakodim Shnivra Olam. That was the Havamina. We rejected that. Person may not ask what was before the Briyas Olam, before the creation. This is the unique Havamina that a person would only be allowed to delve into the Sobe Hatara from Briyasa Adam. The Ha, the man Briyas Adam, who the Yohid Rishusa. The Hu bear Shabbos Nivra. From the time of the creation of man, that is when the Permission was given, or the, the domain, the authority, to delve into these areas of Sodei Atara begins at the Havamina from Erev Shabbos, from the time of Adam's creation, and not before. That was the Havamina. We come back to this first part of the Pasuk to say, no, really a person does have the right to delve into the Yom Rishonim, Miyom Rishon. So Maisa Bereshis is the purview that we are entitled to explore and learn about Maisa Bereshis from Yom Rishon, not before that. And we do not need to limit the scope of our understanding and, and delving into the Sodiatara from the creation of man. The Gemara continues. Yochol Yishal Adam. Perhaps a person can ask, Malamalo, what is above? Malamata, what is below? Malafnim, Malachar. What is behind? What is ahead? Tamaloma. We have a, the same verse that we're dashing, putting limits. The same pasuk here. 
This is the subject of the question that an individual may ask. From one end of the heavens to the other. Has there ever existed something great as this? Has anything been heard of, of such caliber? So the limitations is teaching us that that is what we are permitted to delve into within the framework of Maisa Bereshis. What is beyond that? Above, below, before, uh, up ahead and behind, all those are off limits. Tosfos says, "In Dorshim Maisabereshis, we don't delve into Maisabereshis. Pirshu Benatam, Ushem Menbeis Osios. This is the forty-two-letter name, divine name. Ayotze Mibereshis, Mupasok Pasok Shal Achrav. The first two verses in the Torah. From these two verses, you have a divine name of forty-two letters." And that is the nucleus of Mysabrashis. But that is not something we are permitted to delve into in larger groups. It must be, as we said, one on one. Yochal Yishal Malamalamalamato. Tosa says, explaining the Gemara, perhaps we would be entitled to delve into things that are beyond the universe. Above or below. Mashmahaha, does the name Ulacher have a mashish achuria kipa, Nizrach, Umar? What didn't soften the dorm? Sounds like it's describing beyond the bounds of the universe. The ilu come on, the Pirkin. And in contrast, if you look later in Daftazayim, Mashmah mashahe kodem shnever olam, mashiyel achekach. It sounds like the same terminology, is being utilized to describe, within a, a timeline sense, what is prior to the creation and what will be after. So the Gemara is trying to understand what's the problem of trying to go backwards. It would not be a violation of Tomim Tiyah. We're not allowed to proceed within a time frame of prior to time, it would be akin to looking at a king who built a palace on a, a garbage heap. It's not chas and klod kono. To which the Rambam in Pirsha Mishnah explains that the 
intellect is the honor of our maker and to try and delve on things that are beyond the comprehension of the human mind is not giving the, the appropriate honor to God. It needs to be utilized within the framework of what it should do, not, not what it shouldn't do. And Tosefta also describes it, not just spatially, but temporally, the question of before and after. So Tosefta is asking, which is it? It says, really, it's six of one, half dozen of the other. You could describe it this way, you could describe it that way. Prior to creation is essentially getting at the same area that the human mind is not de designed to delve into as outside the bounds of the universe. Outside the bounds of the universe is something that as the universe historically was smaller, if you keep going back, 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 gets bigger, 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 as it were. So prior to the universe is trying to delve into the same arena, the same state of existence, as outside the universe right now. Not, not fundamentally different. So therefore, Tosa says it's not a kasha. It's really the same Discussion. To use a discussion this way, discussion that way. Rashi is learning the same way. See the next Rashi here. Top of Yubezim and Aleph. Hashtag Nafkale. Now that the parameters of what we are permitted to delve into within the secrets of the Torah is derived from from one end of the heavens to the other. Rashi says, Where we are not permitted to ask is what is beyond the partitions, beyond the borders of the universe. And automatically, we understand that included in that prohibition is that we are not allowed to ask what was before creation. Because that is the same thing. What was outside, what we are, would be asking outside of creation is essentially the same thing as asking what was before creation. Therefore, the verse, from the day that God created man, So Rashi explains that the Gemara's question is, once we are using this part of the verse, and there's no difference between within the bounds of the universe and outside the bounds of the universe, and prior to creation, versus after creation, 
from the time of creation. So the earlier part of the verse is no longer necessary for this derivation. So what then is it actually doing? I mean, this is essentially undermining what we said before. In the very beginning, we were utilizing the Menayom HaShem Elohim Adam as trying to get to this framework, the parameters, what we're allowed to question, to try and understand. And now we don't need this for, for this part of the verse for that purpose. So the Gemara is asking, so what are we doing with it? It is necessary, as was taught by Rabbi Elazar, the Amar Rabbi Elazar, Adam Rishon, Mina Aretz, the Ad Rakia, Paya. Rabbi Elazar said that the first man was from the land until the firmament, Shnemar, the Mina Yom Asher Bar Lohim Adam Ala Aretz. This verse is the derivation. The scope of man's perception was vast, encompassing the entire universe. But after the sin, the Holy One, blessed be He, placed His hand upon Adam and diminished him. And restricted him to 100 amma, 100 cubits. Shenema, as the verse states. Achor vakedem tzartoni. Atoshes alai kapecho. Pasuk in Tehillim. Behind and forward you have hemmed me in. Placed upon me your palms. Rashi. Al Aretz Mitzia Shemaim. Al Aretz Hayo Magila Shemaim. Adam Rishon was standing on the earth and rose up to the heavens until he sent Achav Kedem Tzartani. Shtei Pamim Yitzartani. Rashi explains the Drasha is that really there were two forms. Adam was formed in two manners. Initially, he was created tall. And in the end, he was brought low. This is the next part of the Gemara. Amar Also, investigating this verse. The first man was from one end of the universe until the other. As the verse states, from the day that God created man on the land. What is this verse teaching you? From the end of, he of the heavens to the other end of the heavens. After he sinned, God placed his hands upon him and diminished him. As the verse states, Rashi says, in this version of Rabbi Yehuda Marah, 
is understood to mean on the land, when he was lying down in the creation of man, his head was to the east and his feet were to the west. And then, after he sinned, he was diminished. If so, then the verses seem to be in conflict. Now, they're both describing the same diminishment. Whether it's Adam standing on the ground and his head up to the heavens, or describing him lying down, we're not discussing something different. It's just the same degree of diminishment. And again, we're not talking about a physical diminishment, but a diminishment of his capacity to perceive. But whether it's being described as in his standing state or lying down before he stood up, there's not really a machlokis over here. It's, it's describing the same distinction of a man that was capable of perceiving everything in creation to one that was limited to the scope of a hundred amal. What that means, that this, you have to know what's, what's the significance of a hundred amal. That's the, the new scope of man. The, the largest shear, if you will, the, the chatzar, the mishkan, the symbol of the scope of man. A gap. There was a distinct creation of man on one plane that was able to perceive the entire Bria, and then there was a limited man. So as much as that is the case, it sounds like it's not actually fully a, a brand new interpretation that rejects what we said prior, but rather should help us reinterpret what was said prior. Meaning, when we started with the drasha, how do we know, back on Yudal from the base, how do we know what man may inquire about? So we introduced it with this Pasik, starting with the creation of man, from when man was placed on the earth. And we had a half amina that the sheishis mebreishis, the earlier days of creation, would be restricted. And now, in light of this new interpretation of the Gemara, we can understand that half amina better. It's a very good half amina, because once man has been diminished, you would think that he's actually not able to connect in the same manner his tools of perception have been diminished, perhaps he's only able to delve into what is from his immediate creation and onward. Perhaps that's a casualty of his sin, the capacity to delve into the earlier parts of creation from the beginning, Yom Rishon. And Kamash Malan, although man is limited, but he still has the capacity to regain that perception, although we have the Havamina, we would have thought that it was lost as a result of the diminishment of man. Kamash will not, but it's 
it, it is an integral part of this discussion. We, we need to start with the creation of man in light of the fact that man's experience was radically altered after the sin. So that is the maskana, though. Man is permitted and capable of delving into the Maisabratius all the way from the first day of creation. I think this idea is alluded to in the Ben Yoyada. Klachayad mentions this medrash, the Baratius Rabbo, Pasha Yadalad, Vayitzer Adonai Elohim, Ksiv, Melech, the Mishpat Yamir Aretz, Melech, the Melech, Malchem, Lochem, Kadosh Borchum, the Mishpat Yamir Aretz, Shabores, Olam Bedin, Shnema, Baratius Bar Elohim, Beish, Terumos, Yeher Seno. And a man of the commentaries in Mishle alternately described Terumos as referring to deception or haughtiness will destroy. Will destroy it. Destroy the creation. Referring to man himself. Zadamarishan. This is describing the first man. He was the concluding chala of the world. Chala is a type of truma. Nikris chala truma. Truma is the elevated, sanctified part of the dough. As it says, the first part of your dough. Adamarishan is called the chala of the universe. He is the sanctified element of the universe. And just as Chalo is taken from the exact same material as the entire dough, Afrashas Chalo, this truma is taken from the dough. The first man was taken from all aspects of the universe. He was literally able to relate to it. He was the sanctified part of the universe endowed with consciousness able to relate entirely to every aspect of the universe. Am Rabbi Yossi ben Kitsarto, ki isha zoz shehi mikashkashas isasa b'mayim, v'bas chalasa mibintayim, kach t'chilo ve'ed yala min ha'aretz, v'achakach yotzer Adonai Elohim. So, man was created in a similar fashion by being taken from all parts, just as the woman takes the chala from the a part of the dough that is consistent with the rest of the dough. It is elevated from the rest of the dough, but it is something that is, in its core, it is the same substance as the entire dough. So although the chala of the universe, Adam, was diminished, he still retained the ability to relate to the entire creation, including the creation of that which preceded him. As long as it's within the framework of creation, it is something that humanity can relate to. Continuing the Gemara. And Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Rav, Asar Dvarim Nibru Bayom, Rishon. Ten things were created on the first day. Ve'elohim. These are the ten things. 
Shamayim Vares, the heavens and the earth, Tohu Vavohu, Tohu Vavohu, it's a challenge to understand what it means. Rashi says, Tohu Vavohu, Tohu Loshen, Tamea, Ushmomon, astonishing desolation, Shadun Toat, Abo Sheba Tohu. We have the Unculus explains Tzadja Verekana, which the Nitziv explains Mokum Reik Ein Shinui Chelek Zenizeh. Something that is empty with no variations from one part to the next. The bow, the Nitziv explains, is the description of the fullness of the nature of creation. Everything that will come out further is coming forth from Bohu, that it is the latent uh, material, as it were, for creation. Tovavo is often translated as chaos and void. There are different mahalchan on what Tovavo means and what it refers to here specifically. Rashi says, Tovavo, the Kamana Farshlu, Mar is going to explain further on. But this was also a pair of creation in the first day. So Shemaim Ba'aretz is one aspect of creation on day one. Tovavo or Vachoshech, also you have on the first day of creation, light and darkness. Ruach Umayim, wind and water. Midas Yom, Midas Lailo, the measure of day and the measure of night. Shemaim Ba'aretz. Now the, that's the ten things. The Gemara is going to delve into these ten things that all had their genesis on the first day. Shemaim v'aretz, v'chsiv, v'rishiz ba'alokim esa shemaim v'esharetz. So the Gemara is understanding that the beginning of the creation, meaning on day one, shemaim v'aretz was created. Obviously, it's not describing shemaim v'aretz as we understand them because the Hemshech, the, the continuity of how Shemaim developed and how Aretz developed, is described in the subsequent days. So Shemaim Aretz, in some primordial sense, was already in place, created from day one. Tovavo, Gersiv, Aretz Haisa, Tovavo. So this is describing the land. Or Bachoshech. Light and darkness. And it was darkness on the face of the deep. Or light as is written. God said, Let there be light. Wind and water. The Spirit of God was 
the Ruch and the Spirit of God hovering over the face of the water, the surface of the water. You see, Ruch and were also there on the first day. Midas Yom, Midas Laila, measure of day and the measure of night, as is written, and it was evening and it was morning, one day. So you have scriptural support for these ten elements of creation from the first day. The Gemara does not feel need to further develop Shemayim Ba'aretz. Ramban and the Netziv speak about Shemayim Ba'aretz in a very general sense. Shemayim is in a relationship with Aretz that each one complements the other. You could describe it as the nature of duality of even positive and negative charge. Is a, a hallmark of creation is to have this element of duality. As opposed to the creator. Who is one and indivisible. So Tana, Tohu, was taught. What is Tohu? Kav Yorok, a green line. Shemaket Eskola Olam Kulo. It surrounds the entire universe. Shemimeno Yotza Koshek. From this line goes forth darkness. The Olam, the bad heads. Perpetually. Or to the world. Shenema, as the verse states, Yoshes Choshech Sisro, Savivosov, Sukaso, Cheshchas Maim Ave Shechakim. This Pasik is describing Bohu, is, is describing Tohu, which I have to know what the significance of this is. Rashi says, measure of day and measure of night, 24 hours, where the entire process, day and night, fluctuates, but it's a 24-hour process. So what is the derivation of this verse describing Tohu? that this line of darkness surrounds the heavens, surrounding the universe. And the pair with Tohu is Bohu, which the mark continues, This is describing stones. Rashi explains Mithulamos, Loshen Lichluch, that are Gushing forth, they are wet and gushing forth. that they are submerged in the depth. from them goes forth water. Sounds like describing the the core of the planet. Shenema, as the verse states. 
and not to allow cow. So the Avne Vohu and will be drawn over it a line of Tohu, Sohu, and stones of Vohu. Which in context is describing a situation of desolation and chaos. The Ravid, in his commentary on Sefer Tzira, Alaf explains that this cow, this line that is being described here, this green line that surrounds the entire universe and from which goes forth darkness, this line of Tohu is the describing the border between the physical and the spiritual. The, the beginning of creation of the physical. The, the border, as it were, this line from which the spiritual finds physical manifestation. That, that in that continuum, this is the line of Tohu. It says, Tohu, Kav Yorok Shemakif Es HaOlam, Zeo Kav, Humamavdil Ben Elyonim Vatachtonim. This line separates between the higher or spiritual matters and Tachtonim and the lower physical matters. He continues, he explains that Tohu is Meloshin Toi, Mishtomim. Meloshin Talmud, Tehi Ba Ploni. Like we find various times in the Gemara, Tehi Ba is used as an expression of wonderment. It's something that a person finds shocking, hard to grasp. That's Tohu. After Shinikra Tohu Hashem, Shechazul Tohu. He says it's not actually describing the desolation. It's not describing a void or vacuum. It's not describing destruction. It's rather describing a, a very subtle form of existence that takes form in the, the raw, unconstrained state of wisdom, there is no description of it, there's no word that can adequately describe them. So it's trying to describe the undescribable, so it's described as tohu, a, a wonder, similar to the, the title, how do we describe Mon? They said, Mon, what is it? That actually became its name. So Tohu is describing this primordial form of existence that is subtle and formed within the, the raw state of wisdom, which its physical existence is 
it defies description in a simple manner. So it doesn't have a name or a word that can really encompass its what it is. So it's described as this toh, this tehi, this wonder. And words cannot actually adequately convey what these states of existence are. So it's it's described as tohu, which is basically undescribable. It is a wonder. Vohu, he says, continues the rabbit, Elu avonim apulamos, shemehem maim novim laolam. These rocks that are gushing from them forth waters to the world, to the universe. Hirish, mifulamos, meloshen liploni, lipalomi, lipalmoni, hamadaber. It's like a, a word that is incorporating different words joined together. It's a portmanteau. It's ploni almoni, which means a person, a, a generic person, as it were. Hirish avonim. Stumos, Nelamos, Miloshan, Ilim. These rocks are closed and hidden using the word Ilim. Like one who is dumb and cannot speak about them. These also are forms of existence that are hidden but not to the same degree as the first. So tohu is just tehi, it's, it's a wonder. Vohu has a greater capacity for description, but it's, it's not, uh, still it is uh, hard to articulate what it is, similar to the elam, that it's, he is not able to speak. Tohu is hidden from its own essence and from its distance from the one who is trying to perceive it. Amnam Havayus Shalbohu, the existence of Bohu, even though it's not hidden from its own being, it already is something that has not just as we described in Toh, the raw Chachma, uh, nearly unformed, but this has some form. So it's it's something that it exists. Still, although it exists in, in a form, we still have a hard time to accurately uh, grasp what they are, this, this, this existence of Vohu, in order to actually give it a proper name. It's, it's something that is uh, indescribable. 
because it's describing the form uh, having an expression over matter, so it is given the name bohu, which is a composite of bo and hu, that in it is it, that you, you do have already the coalescing of matter and form. Okay, then he goes on to other things. That's uh, don't be concerned about how it actually fits into the word. The word bohu does mean bohu. And this is getting into. He continues describing tohu and vo in terms of their spheros of, of the Midos, of Bina, Chachma, and Chesed. He's, he's working through that, and it does seem to be a bit of a debate. The Ravid and the Grud do not appear to be in agreement, at least as far as I can tell. So we'll, we'll leave that out of it. But the Ben Yoda understands the Kav Yoruk, not as describing the Mida, the Svira of Bino, like the grow, but rather he understands that it's describing Malchus, different Svira. And his remez to that is from Esther, you know, correct us that Esther had a green hue. the Nekuda that's important to recognize for all of these Limudim. Rabbein Achnanel tells us that when we're describing something that's halacha, it's halacha misinai. We're not talking about something in this whole discussion that is nitan darish to the individual. It's kabbalah. Kulan kabbalahim. Halacha misinai. He says that describing the Zayn Rakin, which we're going to get to shortly, but it's an important framework for the whole discussion, that there needs to be a Kabbalah. It's not something that's Nitami Darish without a Kabbalah. Continuing the Gemara, or Bayom Rishon, Ibri, was light created on the first day? Voxi, we have a verse that seems to counter that idea. God placed them in the firmament of the heavens, referring to the luminaries. And this apparently was done on the fourth day of creation. So when was the Or created? On the first day or the fourth day? The Bach changes the gear so slightly. Rather, in accordance with the teaching of Rabbi Elazar, the Amr Rabbi Elazar, or Shabbat Kadosh Baruch Hu Rishon, the light which the Holy One Blessed Be He created on the first day was a special light. Adam Tzofa Bamisof Olam Vad Tzofa. Through this medium of the light that was created on the first day, man had the capacity to see from one end of the universe to the other. Kibon Shinestakiel. But in anticipation 
of the future sinfulness of man manifest particularly in the generation of the flood and in the generation of the disbursement. And saw that man would pursue destructive behaviors. God, as it were, got up and hid from the people that would abuse this power, this light. Shinamar, as it says, Vimona Mershaim Oram. Pasuk and Eok, that their light is hidden from the wicked. Umi Gonzo, so who is it hidden for? Why is it still in existence? Let's say him, Law it's for the righteous in the future. Shinamar, as it's stated, and God saw the light that was good. The light was good, complete. What is good is the righteous. Shinamar, as the verse, verse states, Imru Sadik Kitov. So the Sadik is called good. So the Or was Ganos Lat Sadikim. Kiman Shira Or Shikonz Lat Sadikim. Samach, the Bach has an emendation here. Miyad Samach. Once God saw that this light that He created, that enabled a person to see from one end of the universe to the other, was hidden for the righteous in the future, he rejoiced immediately. Shinamar, as it stated, or tzadikim yismach. The light of the righteous will bring rejoicing. So it was just being put out for the future, but ultimately man would be worthy of this gift. Hitanai, so that's the the answer that we have or was created on Yom Rishon and the or of the fourth day of creation was a different or as the or that we experienced through the luminaries Ketanai in accordance with Tanoim or Shabbat Kadosh Baruch Hu Yom Rishon the light that was created by the Holy One blessed be He on the first day Adam Tzofe a man can gaze Viroet Umabit and see and perceive both through it, misofa and vatsofa, from one end of the universe until the other. Divrei Rabbi Yaakov. These are the words of Rabbi Yaakov. Bechachamim omrim, hein hein orosin Rabbi Yomrishon. Chachamim say, no. These are the very luminaries that were created on the first day. But they were only fixed in their place by the fourth day of creation. Which is what Rashi says in the Pasuk. Rashi also brings Argonzal Sikim. Rashi brings both Mitchitas in his peerage. Omar Ravzutra Bartovia. Omar Rav. Ravzutra Bartovia said in the name of Rav, With ten utterances was the world, the universe created. The Chachma, Ovetvuna, Ovedaz. The Chachma. So wisdom, tuna, understanding, das, knowledge, akoach, is strength, vikaara, is the stealing force, like a roar, 
of Igvura and its strength, the Tzedek and righteousness, the Mishpat with justice, the Chesed with kindness, the Rachamim with mercy. Now let's see derivations for these ten, ten things with which the world was created. Nechachma uvesvuna, with wisdom and understanding, deceive as is written. Adonai b'chachma yosad aretz, konin shemayim bisvuna. And God, with wisdom, founded the earth and established the heavens with understanding. Paskin Mishli, Gimel Yates. Vedas, Tersiv, how do we know? With knowledge, as is written, also in Mishli, Vedaito to homos nifkau. In his knowledge, the depths burst forth. Bakoach with strength, Ugvura, and uh, another form of strength. Gvura is often translated as strength, but to uh, the strength of of holding back, of containment, Tersiv, as the verse states. Mechin harim bakoho, he prepared mountains with his force. Nezar bigvura, and was girded with this strength, this retaining force. Bigaara, having a gaara was essential element in the Bria. Tersiv, as is written, amude shemaim irofafo. The pillars of heavens were unstable and they were held from his ga'ara, from, from his roaring, as it were, the stealing force. The tzedek of mishpat, and we know also that the essential elements in the creation were righteousness and justice. Tersiv, as is written, Tzedek Mishpat, Nachon Kisacho. Tzedek Mishpat, Nachon Kisacho. Justice, righteousness and justice are the establishment of your throne. Rechesed Rachamim, with kindness and with mercy. Tersiv, as is written, Remember your mercy, O God, and your kindness, for they are eternal. At the time when the Holy One, blessed be He, created the universe, I am they were extending, the creation was extending, expanding rapidly, like two balls of, of yarn that are, that are distending one from the other. Rapid expansion, you might call it the inflationary period. Until the Holy One, Blessed Be He, roared at the creation, the Mido, 
and stabilized it. Shenema, as is stated, Amude Shomaim Irofafo Vaismuhu Migaraso. The Hainu de Amar Shlokish Maidasiv. And this is in accordance with what Rabbi Shlokish taught, with that which is written. Ani El Shaddai, Ani Hu Shamati Leolam Dai. What does it mean, this name of God? I'm the one who said to the world, enough. To stop the expansion. Or stabilize, I should say, the expansion. Ikidamri, alternatively, the Bach amends the Gersa. Mershlokish. Bishah Shibar Karjbarku Esayam Hagadol. When God created the ocean, it was expanding until God roared at it to hold it back and dry it out. That it shouldn't overtake the entire planet. Shanamar, as it states, Pasukin Nochum, Gor Bayom, Shehu. It roared at the ocean and dried it out. And all the, the rivers he dried. The Shama says that in the order of creation, the heavens were created first. And afterwards the land was created. Whatever the interpretation of Shemaim Ba'aretz are, he's describing, Beshamah is describing Shemaim as preceding Aretz. Beshelel Omrim, the opposite. Aretz Nivras Tchila, first Aretz was created, Vachakach Shemaim, and only afterwards Shemaim was created. Shnamar, as the verse states, in Bereshis, Elo Tolos Shemaim, Ha Shemaim, Ha Aretz, it appears that he created Eretz and Shemaim in that order. Amr Lehem, Beisil Beishamai, Beisil said to Beishamai, according to you, Adam Bona Aliyah Vachakach Bona Bais, would a person create a second story and then create the house? The Pasuk says in Amos that he created in the heavens Malosov, knowing that's the Aliyah, his heights, the second story, as it were. And it was founded on the land. Basil says, it was founded on the land. Basil says, first is the building of the bias, then the aliyah. First the house, then the second story. That's a development from the initial creation. It has to be founded in the physical. Amrulahem, Beishamah the Basilo, they responded, Beishamah to Basilo, the Debrechem, according to your words, Adamose, Sapara, a person makes first the footstool and then the chair. 
Shnema, as the verse states, Ko Adonai Shamaim Kisi, so says God, the heavens is my throne, Sha'aretz Adonai is my footstool. So, Beishamai says, what's, what's first? First the footstool or first the throne? The chair, first the, the, the seat. So therefore, Shemaim was first. Echachomim disagree with both Beishamai and Beishel. And they say they were created simultaneously. Shnema, as the verse states, Af yodi yosta aretz kimini tibcho shamayim. Korani Elohim. Korani alehem yamdu yachtov. Describing the earth and the heavens, God says they shall stand up together. The Chachamim disagree. The Chachamim say Shemayim Varus were created simultaneously. The Yidech Mayachtov, both the Shama and Beisel have to address this pasuk. What does it mean, Yachtov, together? The Lo Mishdal Fimadadi. It means that there is never a disentanglement of one from the other. The Shemayim Varus are always cohesive, not disjointed. That's what it means, Yachtov. But they were created in an order, according to Beishamah and Beisilo, they argue what the order was. Nikol Mokom, Koshu Kurai Adodi, still had to do with the verses. Amrish Kishnivru, When they were created, first the heaven was created, and then the land. But when they were placed, they were placed first, established the earth, and then the heavens were established. My Shemaim, what is Shemaim? Arabiosi Barchanino Sheshom Maim. That there is water. That's the etymology of Shemaim. Amesnisatana Ish Umaim. We have a teaching that says Shemaim is a composite of fire and water. This teaches you that God, the Holy Blessed Be, He brought them and fused them one to the other to create the heavens. You have the fire and water fused and created from them the firmament. Mishmal asked Rabbi Kiva when they were traveling. You who served for 22 years. He darshaned every S in the Torah. So he asked, And the, the first verse describes Bereshit Bar Elohim S Hashemayim the eight. Ace Hashemayim, Ace Aretz, the heavens and the earth, the words Ace. What did Nachum Ishgamzu derive from these added words? He darsh every S in the Torah. Amalei, Rabbi Kiva answered back, If it would have said, without S, Barishas Bar Elohim, Shemayim, Va'aretz, 
I would have said that Shemayim Va'aretz Shemos and Shalakadosh Baruch Hu. The Bach changes it. I would have said that both Shemayim and Aretz are descriptive, descriptive of the Holy One, Blessed Be He. Ben Yoyoda says, just like we find Shalom, peace, is a name that is descriptive of God. Shabbos can be used in such a way. We have the possibility of misinterpreting and saying Shomayim Va'aretz are names of the Holy One, Blessed Be He. In fact, it is used sometimes that way. Yira Shomayim, right? We, we have describing fear of heaven. It means fear of God. So perhaps that's what the verse would mean to be describing. Achshav Shanamai, Eser Shomayim, Ves Now the verse says, S, essentially making Shomayim and Aretz both objects. Shomayim, Shomayim Mamish. It's not describing a description of God, but rather the heavens. Aretz, Aretz Mamish. Aretz means the earth, the land, in a literal sense. The S Aretz Lamali. Why not just say, Rachel's Barlakim, S Hashemaim Viha Aretz? Why does it say S twice? Lahakim Shemaim Aretz. To teach you that Shemaim was created before Aretz. Apparently, Nochum Ishgamzu. Held like Beishamai. Yaretz Haisa So Bavo, Michti, Bashamayim Ascha Bereisha, Maishna Kachashiv Maisa Aretz. So working with Nochamish Gamzu's perspective, along with Beishamai, that first Shamayim was created, then Aretz. So why does the next discussion center around Aretz? If it was created first, wouldn't it make sense to discuss? creation of Shemaim, prior to the creation of Aretz. So it's not a debate of Bishmael. It's taught in the house of the base Medrash of Bishmael. It's Marshal Melch Basavadam. It's a parable to explain this phenomenon. In spite of the order of creation starting with Shemaim, the discussion of creation starts with Aretz. The parable is a king of flesh and blood, Shemar Lavodov, that said to his servants, Mishkimu Pesri, arise early to my entrance. Lamachar, Ishkim. The next day, the Bachaz in the next day, he arose and found Matzah, Noshim Vanoshim, women and men. Lemi Mishabeach, who will he praise? Lemi Sheindarko Lahashkim, Ishkim. He'll praise the one, the group that would not typically get up early. And nonetheless, they rose early in accord with his will. So this parable is working with this idea that although Shemaim was created first, but the fact that Aretz was created altogether was a greater feat, as it were, that it complied with the divine command, and therefore it is deserving of praise to be described in its Manifestation prior to the manifestation of Shemaim. The Aretz, although created second, is described first, just as this king who calls his servants to arise. So the ones that deserve distinction are those that would not typically rise early. In this case, that would be among Noshim Va'noshim. So he would 
the omen on the fact that the Noshim arose early, which was less than typical and therefore more noteworthy. So, in a similar vein, the Aretz would be described, its manifestation first, which is more noteworthy. Tanya, Rabiosi Omer, Oy lehem Woe unto them, people, Shiroz the Yodos, that they see and don't know. Ma Heinraos, Bahez, what do they see? Omdos the Yodos, they stand and don't know. Amahemdos, what they are standing on. Aretz, the land, Amaomedes, what is the land, the terra firma, what is it on? Al Hamudim, it's on stilts. Shanema, as is stated, Amargiz Eretz, Mimakomo, Vamudeho, Yispalotsum, Pasukin Eov. Vamudeho, it has stilts. The land is being held up by these stilts. Amudim Al Hamayim, they are pillars above the water. So the land is actually deceptively stable. It's not just solid land, but it's actually being held up above water, above liquid. Shanama, as the verse states, the Roka Aretz Alamayim. This is a manifestation of divine kindness. They spreads out the earth over the waters. Mayim al water over the mountains. Shenemar al horim yam dumayim. Bach says the horim al al ruach. Viruach misa'ara. Shinemar, kihine yotzer harim, uvre ruach. Ruach misa'ara. For behold, God formed the mountains and created the wind. Apparently, the wind is critical to the formation of the mountain. Shinemar, ruach sa'ara osadavoro. The powerful wind fulfills his will, his, his word. Ruh sa'ara sa'adavaro. Sa'ara t'luya b'zro'o shalkarash baruchu. This powerful tempest, this, this strong wind, is hanging by, bent by the, the hand, the arm, of the Holy One, Basabihi. Shenema mitacha zro'o's olam. And under his arms are the universe. V'chachamim amrim al yud beiz amudim omdos. The sages say that on twelve pillars do they stand. Shenema, as the verse states, yatsev gevulos amim v'mispa b'nei Yisrael. That God establishes the borders of the nations according to the number of the, the sons of Israel, which are twelve. So the lands are 
held up by 12 pillars. And some say, on seven pillars. Shenamar, as the verse states, Chachmos Bonsa Beso, Chotzvo Amudeha Shivo. That the pillars that it is that are hewn are seven for the establishing of the house. Symbolic of the land. Machokis. Says it's not twelve pillars, it's not seven pillars, it's only one pillar. Tzadik Shmo, and this pillar has a name, righteous. Shenamar, as it states in Mishle, Vitzadik Yesodolam. And the righteous are the foundation of the universe. Rebbe Lozer ben Shemua is interpreting the pillar that holds up the land is only one, and it's called Sadik. Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Shnei Rikiyim Hain. Rabbi Yehuda said there are two firmaments. Shenema, as the verse states, Dvarim. Hain Adonai Lehechosh HaShomayim Ushmei HaShomayim. Behold, to God, your God are the heavens and the heavenly heavens, Ha'aretz v'chol and the earth and all that is in it. So he understands there's two groups, the Shemayim and Shmei Shemayim. Rishlokish Amar Shiva. Rishlokish says this division is really a division of seven, not a division of two. The Ben Yoyoda says that they're not being, they're not really arguing but describing a different categorization. Elohim. So this is the division of the seven. Vilon, Rakia, Shechokim, Zavul, Ma'on, Mechon, Arabos. Seven heavens. Vilon, Enomashamish Klom. Vilon doesn't do anything. It's not utilized for a particular utility. Ela nichnos shachritz liotze arvis. Rather, it processes the morning and evening. Machash b'choyo masabreshis, and it is pivotal in the renewal of creation. Shenemar, as it's stated, pasuk in Yeshaya. Hanote kadok shomayim v'im tochen ka'ohel l'shaves. Rakia shebo chamo levona kochavim mazolos kavuim. After vilon is another form of shomayim called rakia. In it are the heavenly bodies, the sun, the moon, the stars, the constellations. They're all fixed within this type of Shemaim called Rakia. Shenema, as the verse states, Vayitein osam Elohim birkia ha-shamayim lohayr al-aretz. Bereshis al-kidzayim. Shechokim. Another heaven is the Shechokim, which 
implies some type of grinding. omdos. In this heaven of Shechakim are mills. Vitochnos man tzadikim. And they grind man, mano, for the righteous. Lo the backheads. For the righteous in the future. Shene'amar, as the verse states, in Tehillim, Vaitzav shechokim mimo'al, v'dal shashamayim posach. Vayamte alehem mon lecho, u'degan shamayim nosan lamo. So this heaven of shechokim is busy grinding mon for the consumption of the righteous in the future. Zivul, the heaven of Zavul, Shabo Yushalayim, the base of Mikdash. This is the metaphysical Jerusalem and temple. Mizmech Banoi, with a built altar. Omechayel, Sar Hagadol, Omed Umakravalov, and the great angel Mechayel is standing. Avoda has to be standing. And bringing Karbanos on this altar, this heaven of Zavul, Bach adds that this he brings a carbon Bechol Yom every day. Shenemar Bana Bano Vanisi Base Zavul Lach Machon Lashivtecha Olami. Classic in Malachim describing Shlom Malach's description of the Base Hamikdash. I built for you a temple, Zavul Lach. This is parallel to the heaven of Zavul, that is a dwelling for your presence eternally. So the, the Shomayim of Zavul is where you have a metaphysical Beis HaMikdash with an altar, and instead of a Kohen, you have Machal Sargodol, the great angel Michal standing and bringing offerings daily. Bach adds, My makriv, what does he offer? Do you think in the heavens there are lambs? Obviously not. Rather, he brings close as an offering the souls of the righteous. That is what's brought up in this Shomayim called Zvul. Manolon de Ikre Shamaim, and how do we know that it's called heaven? Tersiv Abeta Shamaim or Eid Mizvul Kachacha Vesifartacha. Abeit Mishamaim or Eid Mizvul Kachacha Vesifartacha. So you see that Zvul is called Shamaim. Ma'on, another type of heaven is Ma'on. Shabo Kitos Shamal Hesharis. It has groups of ministering angels. Sheomros Shiros, Sheomros Shira, that they declare praises of God Balailo at night, Vachoshos Bayom, and they are silent during the day. in deference to Israel. Shenamar, as is stated, Yomam Itzava Hashem Chasto, Vallailo Shiro Imi. This is a Pasik in Tehillim. The day. God commands his kindness, and the night, 
his song is with me, which is mashma that that's tefillah el chayoi, the end of the pasuk. The night is a time where the angels are silent in deference to the song sung by the Jewish people. Amrish Lokish. Kola Osik, the Torah Balailo, speaking about the song of the night. All those who engage in Torah at night. A holy one, blessed be he, draws upon him a strand of kindness during the day. Shenemar, as it stated, Yomam Tzaba Shem Chazdo. By the day, God will command his kindness. What is the reasoning that by day God will command his kindness? Because by night is the song with him, describing the learning of Torah at night. And there are those who say, All those who toil in understanding the Torah in this world, that this world is like night. God draws forth upon him a strand of kindness in the world to come. That that is like the day. As the verse states, Amar Rebbe Levi. Call a post of Medvetera. Rebbe Levi says, Anybody who desists from the words of Torah, the Osuf de Vesicha, and instead chooses to engage in idle chatter, he is fed burning coals. Shenema, as the verse states, Hakotfim maluach ale siach, Meshorish Rusamim lachmo. Burning coals will be like their bread for those that engage in idle chatter. We know on the Ikri Shamayim, and how do we know that it's called a heaven? Meaning Ma'on. Shanama, as the verse states, Ashkifa Mima'on Kachacha Mina Shamayim. Gaze from your holy abode, from the heavens. So Ma'on is a Name of one of the heavens. Machon. What is Machon? Another of the seven heavens. Shebo Otsros Shelek. Bo within Machon are stores of snow. Otsros Barad and stores of hail. Elias Talalim Rain. And a place of evil dew. Elias Agalim. And as a loft, a loft of evil dew, and a loft of of dew. Loshen ogal shalmayim, loshen egletal. Rashi says that these waters are designated to flow onto the to the fruits. The Gra says the chadra shall sofa umara shall kita. Dalso say an ish, and its chamber. And a chamber of the whirlwind, whirlwind, and a cave of smoke, 
or vapor that's what saying and their doors of fire shenamar agir says yiftach hashemcha es otsarato god will open for you his store of good es hashemaim the heavens lo seismata atzcha to give dew to to the land to your land bito at its time the bach has a different girsa pasach hashem otsaro Yotzi Klezama. And opens his store and brings forth vessels of his wrath. Hani Berkia Isno. Hani Ba'ara Isno. These are in the firmament and these are in the land. Dersiv, as the verse states, Hallelujah Hashem Mina Ares, Taninim Rocholta Homos, Eishu Varad Shal Vikita Ros Ara Osa Devara. And that's described in the land. Omar Rav Yehuda Amar Rav. Rav Yehuda said in the name of Rav. David Bikesh Aleim Rachamim. David sat upon them mercy. Loridan Oritz. So these instruments of wrath, as the Bach said, were originally in the heavens. And David Amalek sat upon them mercy. It sounds like upon them is euphemistic for God. And brought them down to the land. Omar Lefanov, he said before him, Rabbi Shalom, master of the universe, Lo el chofetz resha ato, Lo yigur chara. Plus can tell him, hey, hey, were you not a God who desires evil? And wickedness will not dwell with you. Sadik Ato Adonai, you are righteous, God. You will not have in your dwelling evil. So therefore, these manifestations were brought down to the land. Had we know that. Machon is called a part of Shemaim. Tersiv, as it says, Ve'ato tishma ha-shemaim mechon shivtecha. And you shall hear from the heavens your machon of the, of your dwelling. Machon is called a Shemaim. Your place of dwelling. Arobos. One of the heavens is called Arobos. Shebot Tzedek. Mishpat Utsdaka. What is in Aravos? Righteousness, justice, and charity. Ginze Chaim, stores of life. Ginze Shalom, stores of peace. Viginze Bracha, stores of blessing. Vinishmosan Shal Tzadikim, and the souls of the righteous. Viruchos, and spirits. Unishamos Shal Tzadibaros, and the souls that will be created in the future. And the dew that God will use in the future to vivify the dead for the resurrection of the dead. All these are in Aravos, the heaven called Aravos. Mishpat. How do we know? Dersiv, as is written, Mishpat Righteousness and justice are 
the, the dwelling of your throne. Tzedakah dechsiv, how do we know charity? As is written, Vayilbash tzedakah, and he shall enrobe himself with tzedakah. Kashirion vechova Yeshua berosho. So the fact that the tzedakah is being described as God's garment is indicative that it is there in one of the heavens, which we identified as Aravos. Ginzei Chaim, how do we know stories of life? Dechsiv, as the verse states, Ki imachom akor Chaim, for with you is the source of life. Vigenzei Shalom, stories of peace. Dechsiv, as is written, Vayikra lo Adonai Shalom. And he called out to him, God called out to him peace. So peace was with God, stores of peace. Yinzei Bracha, that's referring to Gidon. Shoftim Bracha Thalet. And he knows stores of blessing. Yinzei Bracha. Dersiv. Yisa Bracha. Meis Adonai. That Pasuk in Tehillim. Chavdalet. And will be lifted up blessing from God. So Yinzei Bracha also in this Shemaim called Aravos. Nishmosan shel tzaddikim, how do you know the souls of the righteous? Tzaddikim, as is written, V'hoisa nefesh adoni serura b'tzror ha'chayim. E'is adonai v'hecho. This is in Shmuel Aleph, the blessing of Bathsheba to David. May be that this, the soul of my master be bound up with the, with the, the rock of life. Lord your God. So you see that the souls of the righteous are in the heavens with God. Here it's being, being identified as the heavens called Aravos. Ruchos, Neshamas, Shasidim, Libaros. The spirits and souls that will be brought in the future to be brought into this world. Tersib, as is written, For a spirit from before me shall go forth, shall be released, and the spirits I have created, the souls I have created. And the dew from which the Holy One, blessed be in the future, will perform the resurrection of the dead. Dersiv, as is written, Geshem Nedovos Tanif Elohim Nachaloscha Vinil Ato Konanto Paskin So this dew, this rain that is being described to be sprinkled by God is describing a dew that is coming from God, the dew of resurrection of the dead. Shom Ofanim Usrafim Bachayas Kodesh, Malcheshares Vikisakavat. There is there are various forms of angels, Ofanim, that seem to have various wheels, as it were, Surafim, angels that appear as burning, Khayasa Kodesh, 
and burning from their perception of God that their own existence seems unsustained. Bechayos and the holy beasts, Malachi and ministering angels, Bekis HaKovod, and the throne of glory, Melech Eachai Ram Benisal, Shochein Olehem, and the king of all life, exalted and uplifted, dwells upon them, or rests his presence upon them. Bach removes the next word, Barabos. Shenema, as is stated, Solu Larochev Barabos, Biyoshemo, Veilzulafano, Minolon de Ikre Shemaim. How do we know a Robos is called Shemaim? The Bach says, Amar Biavo, Astya Rechivo Rechivo. We derive from the usage of the word Rechivo. To ride. Tixiv hacha. It's written over here. Solu la roche ba ravos. Tixiv hasam roche shemaim bezrecho. So we see that roche is used in connection with shemaim. So roche is also associated with aravos. So aravos is also a shemaim. The choshe. The Anon Varothel, Makifinoso, and it is enveloped in darkness and cloud and impenetrable obstruction. Shenema, as is stated, Yoshes Choshech Sisro, Sevivosov, Sukoso, Cheshchas Maim, Ave Shechokin. Umi Ika Chashucha Kamishmaya, and is there darkness before heaven? Vaksiv, and it's written, in Daniel, Beis Chavbeis, Hu gole amikosa, misatrosa yoda ma bachashocha, unohor ime shere. The verse there describes light dwelling with God. So how are we saying that in the heavens is surrounding darkness? Look, Hasha, this is not a problem. Ha, top of the Gimel Manalev. Bevitai, Gavai, Ha, Bevitai Barai. This is in the house that is on the inside. Rashi says, Nahor Imei Shara. That's the verse of Daniel, the light that dwells with him. But Bevitai Barai, the outer house, there is actually darkness. There is another firmament that is above. Miroshechayas above the heads of the angelic beasts, they'll see it as is written. And like a form over the head, the heads of the beast, Rokia is a firmament. Like the eye of ice, Hanera, that is awesome. Not to Arosheim, Milmala. Stretch out over their heads up above. Adkan, Here, until this point, you have permission to speak. But from this point and onward, you have no permission to speak. At this point, 
is the transition from Maisa Bereshis to Maisa Merkava that is reflected in the verse of Ben Sira. From that which is wondrous from you, you shall not delve. And from that which is covered from you, do not try and investigate. And from what you have authority over, you have permission for, you shall try to understand. And you have no toil in that which is hidden. So from matters that are hidden, you have no rishos to darshan. 